You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. It's easy to sum it up. We're talking about practice. Because it's about as casual as it gets. What's the problem now? That's a clown question, bro. I think we ought to turn to be in at least. World champions! Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Philadelphia, looking as only you can look. Woo! Here we go, here we go. And good evening, everybody. My name is Eric Perugini. This is Chris Lahiff, and this is the Philly Philly Podcast, presented by SixPackCoverage.com, La Terrain Watches, TheMonkeysUncle.net, and Back to 99 Productions. Well, seems like we have a lot to talk about today, Chris. We had a nice win over this past weekend. There was a big trade that happened for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, it's been a little bit of a wild two weeks. You know, we were caught up in a... You know, Philly sports, you know, unfortunately, the uh, the Phillies lost in game seven of the NLCS. Uh, still a fun ride, but, you know, it was just schedules last week. You know, it was really hard to find time to talk about the Eagles' terrible loss to the Jets. But before we get into the Jets, let's, let's talk about this trade. And, you know, I. Go ahead. Yeah, man. This, this trade is absolutely something that we've been waiting for because we have been pretty, uh, other than Reed Blankenship, you know, and, and the uh, and then the injury to Avante Maddox, we've been pretty, um, it's been pretty uh, hard hit with the uh, safety position. This is, and the, and this guy Kevin Bayard was was linked to the Eagles in the off season, and to see this get done now is a pretty uh, good time during the season to get this done. Yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, they traded Terrell Edmonds, who was just getting cooked, and, you know, which is fine, you know, listen, he's, he, he, Terrell Edmonds who he, is who he is. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, you know, some people, you know, a couple Eagle, non-Eagles fans are questioning the trade, saying, you know, pump the brakes and this and that about it, you know, he was, he's, PFF has him rated low. Listen, it's better than what we have now. He's a great veteran presence. He can help with exactly. You know, he can help with Reed Blankenship get better as a player. It's you know, you know, the guy has played in 127 straight games. Like you know, he he knows how to play mm-hmm. the game. I get it that he's not where he was years ago, and that's fine. I don't need him to be where he was years ago. If he was, then we'd be a if he was where he was years ago, then we wouldn't have got him for a fifth or sixth. That's just exactly. plain as simple. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> you, you know, I, I always sit there and I just, again, whenever I see how we make a trade, you know it's coming up. You can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with it. He won't. I don't get <laughs> oh, but it. He does. <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't get it. And you yeah. know, it's, it, listen, it was a fifth and a sixth. And let's be realistic. You know, in my notes, I put down you know fifth and a sixth, which, which whatever. Like okay, um, it, I look at it. It's it's great draft capital for Tennessee. It can help them move up on draft day. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, those late mm-hmm. round picks are used in draft day trades. Eagles are probably getting a fourth round compensatory compensation pick for Javon Harvard. I mean, it's the guy's having a phenomenal year, uh, unless he's gotten hurt, which I, I haven't heard anything. I just know that Brock Purdy came down to earth. They lost two in a row, and now it's looking like Sam Darnold might might be playing. Um, but Javon Hargrave, his that signing could be a fourth round compensation pick. Could be fifth round. It doesn't matter. You know, he just I I don't know what he does. I don't know how GMs have him blocked. Like there, I know there's a block option. Like like I I'll never I I legitimately and I know we always joke around. But as NFL GM, you have to look around and be like, like the Andre Swift was traded for a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and I get it. I get why Detroit traded him. But you could have got something else. Like you could have got more. Oh, they absolutely could have gotten more for him. Absolutely could have gotten more for him. And this they- is what I said right here today. I said – the Eagles have 14 more sacks. When your front four has a really has pressure on the quarterback, it makes the secondary's job easier. Completely 100% agree. And we were just – you saw – we were playing that game. Who's going in? Who's – like, I don't know these names. <laughs> we went through yeah. that for like three straight years in the secondary. Who was going in? You know, there's that Sunday night game years ago. I think it was 2019 where Ezekiel Elliott jumped over number 37 on the Eagles. I don't know who he is. I don't know who he was. He was 37. Yeah, exactly. No one knew. <laughs> Chandler something. You, 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 it's – it's. yeah. I don't know. He's just – he's he, he's had a couple bad penalties on special teams, uh, Steve. Just, you know, it's – you know, it is what it is. Listen, Sean Desai, you know, we broke his balls. And he made – did he held that – he held the – I think they're the number one offense to 10 points. Like, like – the one touchdown was an interception, but he held Tyreek Hill to eight yards a carry or eight yards a catch. Like, I, I like Brian Johnson, on the other hand, I'm not giving that to any law. I'll trade him. Can we trade him for a grilled cheese sandwich? Yeah, that'd be a. Oh, man. That, that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nolan did have his first sack the other night. Um, But yeah, it's just. You, you know, I just. I don't. Like you're, you're never getting the best of Howie, and I don't know how he does it. I don't. Maybe you can yeah, get no, in. Maybe you you can explain I, it. I mean, look. I think it just comes down to the fact that Howie Roseman knows what teams are going after or what what they need, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the fifth and sixth round pick, and two, Terrell Edmonds. He was making what a million dollars this year. I believe that's what his salary was. So. They they dumped a lot of the salary from Bayard going over to uh, what you call it uh, the Eagles. They're retaining a million. I mean, they're taking over Bayard. Uh, um, I'm sorry, Edmonds' salary for one million. It's one year, so it's basically a salary dump, and they get two picks, like you said, to be able to use them on draft day, however they want, whether to use them or or to move up, but. That's just how it works and how he knows how to identify not only his needs, but another team's needs. I mean, granted, Tennessee is probably in a, in a dump mode, but 
they literally he he knows he knows where to pick them. He knows where to go after them. He went. He got like you said. He got DeAndre Swift very cheap because they they went out. Detroit went out and, and drafted Jamar Gibbs. So he he was able to fly in under the radar, give them an offer for uh, for a player who is good, but they couldn't really demand anything for him because you you have his replacement. And how he just Dave. knows how to work. Yeah, he just knows Dave. how to work the system. And th- go ahead. No, I was just saying they have seven draft picks so far, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, in two trades this year with Detroit and Tennessee, not only has he helped out the Eagles, but he's helped out these other teams. So when Howie makes a phone call, I don't think it's it's funny. Like we look at it like he's destroying these other teams, like he's bending them over the the washboard and just having his way with them. But from a football standpoint. He's actually helping both teams out when he makes these deals, and I think. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, you're absolutely you know, right. I think he gets a lot of respect around the league for not just trying to destroy the other team. I think he, you know, they understand that he respects the game, he respects them, and he looks to, in in a in a weird way, he looks to make both teams better. And of course, guys yeah. like us, yeah. little armchair reporter. We scratch our heads going, he did it again. It's not fair. How can he keep doing this? <laughs> but you, you know what's funny is, is like if you go on Twitter and you go and you like you look at the Tennessee Titans beat writers, they're like, stop answering the call. Like stop like, oh, yeah. like you, you have to go like you have to go back and look. The Eagles traded a first and a third for AJ Brown for a twenty three year old mm-hmm. or twenty four year old AJ Brown. Who right now might be the best wide receiver in the NFL. At least the last five weeks he's been. Yeah, he, no, absolutely. Absolutely. He's just so strong off the ball. That one touchdown, I didn't do any I didn't do any highlights this year, this week. I just wanted us to, to just to talk. But he caught that touchdown he caught. He caught it like the twelve. And there was a guy on him. And he just pushed him off and ran. Yeah. And yeah. then he and then he's so you strong. Know, right. And then, you know, like I know, I know Jalen had that bad pick, but you know he's just dropping these dimes into into AJ Brown. Like it's almost getting to the point where it's like AJ. We'll get to the we'll get to the interceptions, but like Jalen, he cuts down the interceptions. I think he's back to where he was last year. I think yeah, he's last, there. This last, yeah, this last last week's game, he he. I mean, he started off a little shaky, but he. He bounced back real fast, and like I'm not gonna lie, when the game started and he was probably like, "Oh, here we go," I was like, "What's going on?" And then he rebounded nicely. I mean, he he finished the game with over 270 yards, two touchdowns, um, a couple push push first downs. You know, so it was. Uh, I love it. Did you see? I, did I, you I see Brock that. Purdy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He it ain't happening. It ain't happening. But he, well, did you? But did he, you see? He, Here's the thing, like, you have to know how to do it, and that's what the Eagles – the Eagles have mastered how to do it. You know, you get low and you, you you avoid the helmets. Like, if you go and you look at the Eagles when they do it, such push, they, they're like almost army crawling. Yeah. And then they're you go and you look – Low to the ground. And then when you go and you look at, like, Brock Purdy this past week, his head was exposed. 
the guy came flying in and hit him dead center in the helmet. Right. Now. That's That's because. Yeah. So, so you're going to ban a play. Like, I don't think it's going. I still don't think it's going to get banned. But you're going to get banned to play. Yeah, I do. Because, in my back of my mind, I think it is. I just don't want it to. <laughs> you don't want it. But to, you're going to. But you're going to ban a play because you don't know as an NFL coach how to coach and do. Like, there's a reason why the Eagles are so good at it. We know how strong Jalen is. We know how strong. The offensive line. Not everybody can do it. And then, like I said before, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. If you ban the tush push, then you have to ban after the wide receiver catches the ball. You can't come up and hit him from behind like and, and push him forward. You can't. It's the same exact thing. It's it's right. And people sit there and say, no, it's not. How is it not? You're pushing the guy forward. That's what Gainwell's doing. That is what... You know, A.J. Brown's doing whoever's in the backfield, you know, they're going and pushing him. Like, that's what it is. And if people want to sit there and argue me it's not the same, then, then don't watch football. Don't watch football. Like, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, people are just getting annoyed with it because the other teams can't stop it. And if it was an illegal play, other teams wouldn't be doing it, wouldn't be copying it out of protest. That That's the other right. thing. You know, if, if, you, if you want to be traditional to the game of football – other teams would not copy the Eagles simply out of protest. Even though they see the play work week in and week out, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it because they're trying to send a message. Um, what, what, is the famous, what is the famous saying about the NFL? It's a copycat league. It's a copycat league, yeah. And I did find it funny, though, that there was, uh, for this last week's game, a writer for the Miami Dolphins could just absolutely losing his mind on Twitter every every single time they use the tush push. Just completely losing his flipping mind. And it was funny to watch him on Twitter. I absolutely loved it. But yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, listen, it is what it is. Um, but let's get uh let's get to uh I hate to bring it up, but let's get to the Eagles' loss that, against the Jets. That was terrible. Absolutely oh, yeah. terrible. Um, yeah. You know, it was – listen, you can't have four turnovers in a game. No. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care if it's the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You, you can't have four turnovers in a game. And, you know, I, I get why they passed so much. They couldn't – I mean, they could get the run game going. They couldn't get it going with the other running backs. I mean, Jalen Hurts had a five. He was almost averaging six yards a carry. But DeAndre right. Swift had 10 carries for 18 yards. They just, they just couldn't get it going. And, you know, yeah. I'm pretty – and the Jets were down four corners. They're two starters and are two backups. You know, I I don't fault Sirianni for not trying to, to, to attack their weakness. You're, you're in a third-string quarterback. You should be able to pass. But, you know, they played the game. They didn't really run that much in the second half. They had 45 passing attempts, and that's a career high for Jalen. You know, you just can't you can't do that. that, that that's too many passes for a regular right. for a regular season game, especially in a six point in a six point game. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That that game. I mean, heading into that game, screamed Eagles victory. Screamed Eagles victory. And now that I've had a, 
a couple weeks now to reflect on it. I really think the Eagles were looking ahead because they just did not show up to play that game at all. I think they were looking past them. They were looking past this week's game against Miami. I really do. All right. And they're not, and, you know, I mean, that's I, where it, you get the definition of a trap game. Exactly. Exactly. But it was, and, ne- but it was, it was never a trap game because they were down to their two third string quarterbacks. Like a, a trap game is where the team's just not good, but all their starters are in there. Like, so, like, why we said, like, I just said it, it's a definition of a track team. Maybe it wasn't. The Eagles just played bad. Like, I, I don't know. I can't I can't explain to you why the Eagles' first loss of their career versus the Jets was against Zach Wilson. I can't explain it, and I refuse to explain it. Oh, they were they, – they hadn't lost in 13 games against them. That's why it was the <laughs> lucky number 13. That's exactly yeah. what it was. And, and, and they, looked, they, were, they were looking past them. You're right. They they were looking to Miami, and listen, it happens, and they regrouped. <laughs> but yeah, you just sit there have... and like, like <laughs> you let the Giants or the Giants, the Jets score 13 points, and you held Miami to 10. That makes no sense. None. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 none. Yeah, uh, it was pretty. It- it, it, it was weird to sit there at, for the at the very least to say that it really was, but you know, hey, it, it is what it is. That's how it worked out, and I hope to God that that game against the Jets, that performance that the Eagles put on, that that was the one and only time we see a performance like that this year, because I don't think I'd be able to take another one. Wow, that was frustrating. As well. I wasn't even yeah, mad. That I was. just laughed. I just laughed. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I couldn't even like, laugh. At one point, I just sat there like, okay, like I don't know what I'm watching. And I literally, for, for the first time in a long time, I almost shut the game off. And I was like, no, nah, I, I can't do that. I was like, I got to watch this debacle all the way through. Like You're like, we're not really losing to Zach Wilson. Yeah, it was it was kind of like, babe, pinch me, please, please pinch me. Like I know I know you hate me sometimes, but pinch me just for the fun of it to see if this is real. Like, is this real life? Are they really losing to this freaking team? And of course they did. All right. So I believe it is time for a commercial break, huh? Who are we going to here? I don't. Let's see. Where where are we at? Do you have anything? Uh, Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I'm going to say, do you have it? They say every watch tells a story. Family. Moments. Lifetimes. With lots of rain, this is a watch that spans generations, not just from where it came from, but for where it will go. Knowing one of these, having one of these, is what? Being a professional, being casual, and being you is all about. From our family to yours, La Terrain. All right. Welcome back to the Philly Philly podcast. That was a little love letter from one of our sponsors, La Terrain Watches. I, I thought we were going to go with Monkey's Uncle. I was like, okay, let's go. Like, uh oh, wrong one. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll do that in a couple minutes. So, this is. 
I do it every week. Checking in on you Phillies fans. I love it. I mean, wow. it, it's a great clip. I love that clip. I think it's hysterical. But I'm. Can we please retire this damn song now? Sorry, didn't mean to do that. That's okay because that—that's literally how I feel at the moment. Anyway, I mean, how do you like biggest embarrassment in the playoffs? How do you only get five hits? In that in that game seven, how do you, how do your your top four guys, your 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 money guys, go what, zero for twenty two? I think it was zero for twenty one for twenty eight. Oh, one for twenty eight. What was that? Anyway, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, come on! Like, no one ever would have thought that they would have lost six and seven at home, never. And there it is. You find a way to Philly. <laughs> That's what they did. The Phillies are going to Philly. I mean, but I look, I can't complain. It's last year was the year that they played with house money. No one expected them to to do what they did last year, making it to the World Series against the Astros. This year they started out real iffy. They they were in bad shape. They wound up pulling it together. They make the playoffs and you're supposed to be one of the contenders this year, especially after back-to-back years of taking out the, the Atlanta Braves, who for two straight years finished the season 14 games ahead of in the division, and they get knocked out by the same team in the same round of the playoffs. I mean, I don't know what's worse. Is it the, the Phillies the second time, the second year in a row losing in the playoffs, but this time in the NLCS, or is it, you know, getting knocked out by the Phillies two years in a row after you win a division by 14 games each year. Uh, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. The Phillies, the Phillies collapsed, but you want to talk about being choke artists against against a team like the Phillies in the in the playoffs have the Atlanta Braves number. I just wish they could have yeah. moved it forward to the World Series. Yeah, well, listen, it's it, it, unfortunately it's just it's just you know. The way that it's it's the way the game goes, you know. Um, and, and good for yeah. and good for Arizona too. I mean, Arizona is basically the Phillies from last year. They're playing with house money. Enjoy the ride, you know. Good for them. But yeah. oh man, I I'm so mad. I want to use the term, you know, that the better team lost, but that's just that's just not it. That's just not it at all. I mean, the better team won. They Arizona came out and they they showed that they wanted it more. Yeah, no, they did, and you know, listen, kudos to them. Um, but you know, I am not going to sit here and continually talk up the Arizona Diamondbacks. They can go pound sand for all I care. I'm a, oh, I'm a bitter, gotcha. I'm, a, I'm a bitter Sally. I'm not going to lie. And you know, like, I know. Listen, it's a cool story. Uh, everything with. Um, you know the Diamondbacks and you know, the making the playoffs, but no, like I, I could, I still think it's not going to be. Could be wrong, 
I don't think it's going to be a well-watched World Series. I know I'm not going to watch it. If there's a Game 7, maybe. But I don't care. And that's just that's just my personal feelings. Like, I know a lot of people, because I watch a lot of baseball. Right. But I'm not, I was at Game 7. I'm not going to sit there and, I'm just not doing it. I'm not watching it. Like, it's, you know, it's, call me a bad baseball fan, call me whatever. I'm not watching it. <laughs> well, I must say, I got a raise at work. No, <laughs> I got a six thousand dollar piano. Don't don't forget the chair and the fireplace, the love seat. What is about uh, the piano? What about what about my nice shoe rack hanging off my door? Come on, Jesse. <laughs> right, you, your fake Lombardi trophy behind it. Hey, at least we have one, so I could say it's fake. <laughs> True. Yep, I am living large. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not going to sit here and talk up Arizona. Like I'm not. It's just I'm a bitter Sally. I'm. I'm my wife just chimed in. <laughs> she was not very <laughs> too pleased. Uh, but mm. yeah, it's it's. But yeah, you know the Phillies lost Game Seven, and I had posted something on Facebook and Twitter, and I was like, in fitting fashion, the the Flyers had a two-one lead the other night going into the third period and you know they ended up losing gave up two goals in the third period and the guy and the guy who scored the game winning goal scored a, a seeing Irish shot with 33 seconds left in the game it couldn't get any more Philly than that that night like it was just like I mean I know it's the Vegas Knights defending Stanley Cup champions they were seven and0 but it's just like you couldn't get any more Philly than that like like I was like all right am I gonna wake up tomorrow and the Flyer or the Phillies, or I'm sorry, the Eagles team bus was in a crash. And like, they, of course, oh, there's time. Like, like, oh, and then I, you know what? And this is how, like, I've just been so out of sorts with, you know, with, with sports. Um, the Sixers came back tonight. I didn't know. I, I, I just knew James Harden came back and they're like, nah, bro, you stay home. They're, the Sixers are being investigated now for that. The the the, yeah. the NBA wants a legit wants a legitimate excuse or reason as to why they they kept him behind and, and say no you're not enough traveling with the team. Look, we, we all know why. We all know they want him to get they want him to the get guy, in shape. Yeah, they want him to get in shape because the last what week and a half he's like yeah no practice I'm not I'm not doing practice. Daryl Morey is still part of this team. I'm not doing practice. So they're like, okay, well, Fatty, you're going to stay back. You're going to practice with the with the trainers and stuff. And when we come home, you know, they're probably going to tell me can't travel with the team this year. So I'll die laughing. But I don't know. Is he's that probably, the bigger story? He's probably a club or skate right now. I was just going to say, my man loves a good strip club, so he's probably a club or skate. But the, I don't know. What's the real story now for the Sixers? Is it James Harden not being allowed to travel, or is it this – story that's leaking out that the New York Knicks want to like offer the, the the Sixers a huge deal for Joel Embiid if he becomes available. I don't think that's a real deal. I think it's people making it up. But I mean, I mean I'm seeing a lot of people do the deal. Well, if if you do the deal, you're totally saying screw trying to win a championship. And you have a legitimate shot with Joel Embiid, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not ready to pull a deal like that yet. I'm not ready to move the guy at all yet for whoever wants to make a deal. I'm not ready for that. 
Right. It, like, I, and, you know, there's... <laughs> Did you see he was at the second round of the series and he left early? He's not used to... Yes. I... <laughs> uh, but all right, yeah, so... I, I did see that. Yeah, so we, we got, we got, we got... Oh, look, that Flyers are winning 3 nothing in the third period. Yeah, the Flyers what? are actually um, playing pretty good hockey right now. I mean, they hear, that's the other one. Everyone's like, oh, the Sixers started. Who cares? Yeah, well, the Flyers have already played like five games. Nobody knows. <laughs> no one has a clue that they played a game. Except for Jesse uh, Bell. <laughs> right, Jesse Bell. Jesse Bell, our pals from uh, Flyers Alley and Old Sports City old Networks, sports? I think. Yeah. Uh, they old Sports. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, you know what? He's they probably, do, they, they, he's going to disown us. No, he's not. Listen, they're, they they have some good they have some good content out there. So I, I but, love uh, their content. Those guys know what they're talking about. Um, but they're always trying to get me on to go on and do Flyers talk. It's, sometimes I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I'm just you know spewing stats out of my ass that I think I know. And then sometimes I got I sometimes I got with my buddy Griff from Driveway Athletes. I'm like, listen, give me give me some stuff, and this is what I get. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't listen. I'm, I'm a baseball guy and I'm a Eagles guy. Like I used to be flyers, you know, but you know, I, I, I backed away from hockey for a little bit. My, my quote unquote expertise is baseball and football. I can argue with you to your blue in the face about football, about baseball. Um, but you, you know, I did tweet out. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm tired of the Kenneth Gainwell experiment. I don't like him. I don't like him anymore. Like, I don't know what happened to him. I, I was big on the guy, and I don't like him. Like, I tweeted out. I was like, I'd rather see him in the Phillies bullpen than on the Eagles behind behind uh, Jalen Hurts. Like, he just – he had eight carries for two yards a carry. His longest run was five yards. That's a disgrace. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at some point – and I'm seeing a lot of people say, well, how come they're not putting Rashad Penny in games? How come they're not dressing him? And at this point, I'm starting to think, even though he looked cooked in the preseason, he's got to give you more than Kenny Gainwell, and that's pretty sad. Yeah, and I can't even sit there and say Kenneth Gainwell is a good player out of the backfield because he had no catches. <laughs> no Wait catches. a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. We talked about the trade of Kevin Baird. We never talked about the signing, the free agent signing. How did we forget that? No. And we wrote a oh, script. Julio like Jones? we wrote like a script. Like I was like, I forgot about Julio Jones. We signed 48, 56 year old Julio Jones. Who's like, <laughs> don't get it twisted. I'm here to dominate. Dude had one catch for three yards. I was just gonna say, when I saw that comment. That he made in, in the press, the first thing I did was put my head down and say, This man's gonna get owned. Like, <laughs> I mean, God, I would rather have Terrell Owens out there now than Julio Jones because I think he would bring more to the table. And then, look, don't get me wrong, Julio Jones has had, you know, arguably a Hall of Fame career. And I, I love the fact that they did get him. He's, he's a name, but he's, I, I can't get excited over it. Now, they I, signed listen, him. He, your, your first question to me was, can he play safety? And I'm like, huh. We're yeah, linebacker. I don't think so. 
Yeah, and then and then a week <laughs> later they go out and trade for Kevin Bayard. So how we how we saw my tweet. Yeah, it was that's it was I'm, all because of you, Chris Lehiff. That's what I'm going with. Um, but yeah, so you know, I listen. I think he's better than Watkins. I think he's a better option than Watkins. I do too. Yeah. I agree. So, I, and and honestly, that's why they did it. That's yeah. why he got him. And you you can actually see that the passing game's getting better because they're involving mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard. That dude's just a man child when he catches yes. the ball. You're not like if you don't bring him down in the first try and there's no one else around you, he's gone. Like I don't like he's he gone. just catches. The, yeah, he's absolutely gone. And, and I was did he score on a screen? Play? I think he scored on a screen play, and it was Jordan Mailata. And it was him in the, it was him in like a corner, and the corner had to make a decision, <laughs> and it was not a good decision. <laughs> it was, was like, not I got good. This. It was not good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, I got this until he did not have it. No, he he did not have it. Um, but yeah, I just. But yeah, I you mean, know, it's you funny know. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I mean, I, I find it funny though because it's like we, we were sitting here talking like for the last couple of weeks, saying you know like that something had a kickstart somewhere you know and and it's like and I've been saying you know one week in the passing game Devonte Smith can have a huge game while the other guys are quiet you know and the week after that AJ Brown could have like a monster game while the other guys are quiet and the whole time you're just waiting for Dallas Goddard to have that game and he finally had that game and. Yes. You're right. Once he got involved, it seemed like everything opened up. It was like a whole new passing game opened up for Jalen Hurts, and we saw the old Jalen Hurts of last year reemerge. Thank God he did because I was running out of beer, and I needed to sit down and just chill. <laughs> but, so yeah. I, I have a clip. I have a clip for you. It actually happened oh. tonight during the game, during the football game. Cause oh, goody. Just pay attention. Now Cook is in the game. Second year man out of Georgia. Brother Dalvin, all those good years in Minnesota. Did you hear his, his audible? J.R. Smith? Is that what he said? No. Listen to it again. Now Cook is in the game. Second year man out of Georgia. Brother Dalvin, all those. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. What do you say? He's saying Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Is he really? <laughs> yes. That's that's phenomenal. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Yeah, he did that tonight's game. I just, that's just like funny. Um, okay, well, well, six degrees of separation real fast from, from with this Taylor Swift thing. Now you heard. Now everyone that's an Eagles fan knows that the Eagles, for the last couple seasons, have put out that Christmas album where the players have gotten together and some of them sang. A bunch of them were singing on this album. And they have another one coming hear, out. Did you hear who is a guest voice on the album? Travis Kelsey. It, of course it is. But and you know I, what? I got. I'm, I got no. I got no problem with it. Listen, he See, does I the do. new host. Why? I I do. I have I have a problem with it because it's it's Philadelphia Eagles. It's not it's not you know the Philadelphia Eagles and friends. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. 
I, I'm tired. I don't want Travis Kelsey invading on our stuff with the Eagles. Him and his brother have their, you know, their podcast. That's awesome. They talk whatever they want to talk about. Leave, leave your ass in Kansas City and come up with, come up with your own, you know, uh, a show or or album for for Christmas with with your boys in Kansas City. Let I want to hear Kermit the Frog singing, you know, like "Twas the Night Before Christmas." You know, I, I that's all I care about. I don't want. I don't like the fact that this guy is. I don't. I don't like the fact that this guy is singing on our on our things just because he's tr he's Jason Kelsey's brother and he and he's 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 going balls deep and swifty. I don't care. Jesus Christ. What's yeah. up, Jacob? Yeah, the the Cowboys had a bye this week, and then they play the Rams. So, uh, yes, they do. Yeah, so that's a, that gets it's got yes, huge uh, huge playoff implications because the Eagles beat the Rams. Yes, and, uh, yes, they did. This is we well, you know. I want to. Here's the thing, though. I want to know what happened. To all these forty, these all these forty winer fans who were out there saying, like, "How? Oh my God, who's gonna who's gonna lose first? Was it gonna be was it gonna be the Eagles? Was it gonna be you know the 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 uh, the Forty ers They both lose the same week for the first game, and lo and behold, the Eagles are tied for the best record in the league. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I don't hear these Forty er fans like talking now. It was all well and yeah. good when they were undefeated. Yeah, and you know, listen, Brock Purdy had to come down to earth. Yeah, he's he's like he had to. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you know what? You might beat them by ten. You guys are a six point favorite, so beating them by ten isn't out of the question. Yeah, so that's I absolutely can, true. I I can go with that. Um, I want to get into a quick topic. Are they fraudulent, or are they a top five team in the NFC, the Detroit Lions? I think they're a top five. Just got blown out of the water by Baltimore. I I still think they're in there though, man, because they that there's something about that coaching staff, the head coach. He he's just got them playing well. I mean, I know they got blown out, but I, I think that they're I think they're one of the better teams in the NFC. I think I think, that, yeah. I think it's time for them to actually get their get their due. Well, I'll give them this: they're the best team in the NFC North because Jordan Love stinks, Justin Fields stinks. Yeah, well, well Fields mean, is hurt at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but like a really bad game. I get a really bad game, but thirty-eight to six or whatever it was, and it could have been more, and it was twenty-eight nothing. Like they're probably they're probably going to blow out the Raiders. That's who they play. They play that Raiders Monday are bad. night. Raiders are and bad. Then they, and like what's and then they mm -hmm. then they, then they have a bye. And then they play the Chargers. Right. The, the Chargers need to fire that head coach. There's just that guy's an idiot. They they should be like five and one. Like, like they should have beat the Cowboys, but they just they, they just they just don't know how to coach. They're two and four when they should be five and one, and maybe may, uh, may, maybe four and two because the Chiefs are that good. But let's see, they lost to the Dolphins. I'll give them that. They lost to the Titans, who stink. 
They beat the Vikings, who stink. They beat the Raiders, who stink. And realistically, they should have beat the Cowboys. They squeaked out a victory against the Cowboys because, you know, I don't – do you ever notice that Justin Herbert's (laughs) – You're probably probably right. Your local high school team will beat the Raiders from Jacob Anderson at 910. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, Like – I don't, maybe Kellen Moore is going to be the head coach of that team, but you know, just I just they don't they don't do things right. Like I don't get it. Like the Cowboys had eleven penalties, they had nine penalties. Like you have to take advantage of that. Like and and they didn't. Like you could score points in the Cowboys. Like, but I, what I was trying to get to is True. like, do you ever notice like towards the end of the game how skittish? Justin Herbert gets like go back and look at like yeah his, I did notice that which like, look at look at look at like he gets skittish like the, he he gets happy feet and Dallas has good front four has a front good front four and they're linebackers so if they get them like you're, you're gonna win so a team with a good front four if you're up by a touchdown or you're up by three or four against uh, Herbert and all you do is put pressure on them you're gonna beat them. Yeah, he did. He's so bad. Like he's oh yeah, he's historic. Like he's historically bad. Like you have a top five quarterback, <laughs> and you don't like. I really think Kellen Moore is going to be the coach of that team. That's why I think they brought him there. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I do too. I do too. It's and it, at this point, it, it's time that they make the move. Um, Probably not going to see that till like after the season, but he, yeah, like Justin Herbert is a talented quarterback. Um, Like I've said it before, he's probably a great fantasy quarterback, but I mean, in the NFL, he is one of the best younger talents. There's no denying that people can sit there and start calling him overrated or whatever. doesn't matter. He's still one of the best young talents. You can't take that away from him. And at this point, like with the way this coaching staff is, they're not going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. Like, like, like think about this, and then we'll, then we'll cut the commercial. Think about this. They beat the Raiders 24-17. Khalil Mack had six sacks. He had six sacks, and they barely beat the Raiders. He had six. I'm, I'm holding up six, six fingers. Six. Khalil Mack had six sacks, and they barely beat the Raiders, who stink. Actually, the Raiders yeah, have a better Raiders record because they're three and four. But the Raiders have a better record because they're three and four. He had he had six sacks against the Raiders, and they barely won. You have six sacks. You better blow a team out by thirty-seven. <laughs> that is true. No, yeah, you're right. It, when you, when you have that's that's like the equivalent of, of you know giving up only five hits in a game seven of the NLCS, you should win. Oh, but those guys did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no. Yes, yeah, success was funny. a lot. I found it hysterical. Like and the Ravens had five. Hysterical. The Ravens had five sacks against the Lions, 
and they won. Yeah, that is true. Don't get me started Commander's on Riverboat coach Ron. Is, is bad as well. He is a dumb coach that called dumb plays. You know what? I hope he continues it this weekend. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I really listen. I, I really everyone hope. everyone knows my my take on Ron Rivera. Yeah, he's not good. Yeah, man, Jacob. Like they, the side, he made he made some quick adjustments after that touchdown that made it ten ten, and then other than that, you know, pick six that was Jalen who was hit on that, right? Yeah, he was hit. Yes, it was tipped. Or, it was tipped or something. Excuse me, I'm sorry. But yeah, I believe it was tipped. All right, so but yeah, let's go to let's go to commercial. But we're gonna stay here, and Eric's gonna tell you. I'm going to put the shirt up on the screen. I was just going to ask, do you have the shirt? And then you have everything else, right? I do. All right. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the the Liam Castellanos Battle Cry Tee. And guess what? Guess who is the official retailer to carry the Liam Castellanos Battle Cry Tee? That's right. It's monkeysuncle.net. Yep, this mom and pop in the heartbeat of Bucks County, and best of all, I'm sorry, and best of all, proceeds go to our longtime friends at Kisses for Kyle Foundation. Order now, and shirts should be in for the weekend. We are so excited. Go to monkeysuncle.net, and you go to monkeysuncle.net, go to, uh, I'm sorry, put in CEV at checkout for free shipping. Again, at this, they are the, the official home for the Liam Castellanos Battle Cry Tea. All proceeds go to the Kisses for Kyle Foundation. Which fights childhood cancer. Oh, I am so sorry. I did not even – I am so sorry. I, I totally missed that on the, the, the thing. Yes. No, sorry that's fine. That. It fights childhood. No, that's fine. You know, we go, we go gold for cancer. Um, but – so, we talked about the Eagles win. We talked about the Eagles loss. Now let's talk about the Eagles' upcoming com- opponent, the Washington Commanders. I don't think it's going to be another nail biter like it was. I don't think. I think Sirianni is like, nope. I'm just going to put the pedal to the metal. Listen, I hope you're right, yeah. Jacob. I, ho- I, I, I hope you're right. Chiefs in Philly in the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, um, when I was uh, on the, uh, the the nine ten sports podcast with with Jacob and, and Iconi, the last time I was on with them, I I had said the same thing. With him and I agreed on that. I really thought that we're going to see a um, a repeat of the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not going to say who who's going to win. It's a fifty fifty shot at this point. Always is every year when you when you make a prediction this early in the year. But I just want to see them get there again. And then for me, all bets are off. Anything happens. But no, I do. I agree yeah. with Jacob. I, I really do think it's going to be a repeat of last year's Super Bowl. Hopefully not yeah, a repeat finish. No. And, you know, it was – listen, there were some bad calls in that Eagles game. Sunday night. They missed a lot on the Eagles. A lot. And I can, I can admit it. But you know what? I don't care. I'm glad we finally got some calls. It happens. I don't give a hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't care either. What? Let's talk about this for a hot second. Like Sean Payton sucks as well. <laughs> like Denver is 
Like, Russell Wilson. Oh, Jesus. And I'm 0-7. Like, what happened? Um, like, but they, I don't like. I don't think. And I know Russell Wilson is probably not. He's he's clearly not the same quarterback he is. He's not a bad quarterback. Let's just get that. Let's get that out there. Sean Payton is terrible. Yeah, he's bad, man. He is really bad. Um. And you're right, though. Like, Russell Wilson is not a bad quarterback, but he's making Russell Wilson look like a very bad quarterback. And, yeah, he is. So, I mean, and then I, like, I there's if no Russ work. is regretting saying, What's that? I, I just, I, I've never seen, like, like, we've seen a decline of Carson Wentz, but it was nowhere as bad as this. I feel like at least yeah. Wentz. Showed he cared. Russ doesn't seem like he cared. And I could be 100% wrong. No, I got you. I hear what you're saying. And, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I don't think you're wrong, at least. I mean, you're you're spitting some some truth to it. I mean, Wentz, I mean, we, we were at that Washington game when Wentz hit Greg Ward for that game-winning uh, touchdown in the corner of the end zone in Washington. Like, if you're not invested, if you're not trying, you don't make a pass like that. You don't no. you you don't hit a guy like that in like in the corner of an end zone, in what double coverage, get right. the ball through double coverage. I mean, and it, hold on, and it's Greg Ward. Russell, yeah, and it was Greg Ward <laughs> who finally, thank God, is not on his team. But anyway, <laughs> um, he, I think he's yeah, on the practice um, squad. He's not on his team. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I mean it's like. But Russell Wilson, he's just out there like slinging the ball around, running for his life at this point. You know, it's. I wonder if he's regretting turning down coming to Philadelphia. I mean, I'm glad he did, considering like who we have now at quarterback and what we found that we have. But I wonder if he's regretting, like, if that's one of the things he says. Oh man, I wonder if I went to Philly, if things would have been different for me. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Just some, that's some stuff that I think about. Greg Ward is still on the practice squad. I don't care. <laughs> so and good, let him stay there. Let let let's address this because so Micah Parsons talks a lot. He has his own podcast, and right. he comes out a week or two ago and blasts the media for their coverage for how losses are handled by the media when it comes to like certain teams, like how, Correct. you know, how the 49ers and how the Eagles, like they all lost their game. And it was, you know, basically saying that, you know, show the same heat towards those two teams that you do to the Cowboys. Well, my thing is this, when you have, media personalities and you have social media and then like I'm going to go back to media personalities like Skip Bayless who does nothing but talk and say the Cowboys are this, the Cowboys are that. Michael Irvin, the Cowboys are this, the Cowboys are that. And when you sit there and when you sit there and say like uh, what's his name? Richard Sherman broke down why the 49ers were better than the Cowboys and 
on that Sunday night game, and they absolutely manhandled the Cowboys. And, you know, I think, and you know, then you can comment, I think it's got a lot to do with the way that these sports personalities talk up the, the Cowboys and how these fans who are all over the place, it's Cowboys this, it's Cowboys that. Like, I don't know. Listen, I've been saying it for years. You, if you get in a shootout with Dak, you very like, – like, yeah, they beat the Eagles last year. And I know we beat the Cowboys last year. I still think if we had Jalen Hurts, we beat them Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. We scored 38 points with Gardner Minshew, 31 points, and then Josh Sweat had the touchdown. Um, but, you know, Dak – Dak's not – that. Dak's a good quarterback, and that's it. That's That's – Dak is probably Philip Rivers. Best comparison. Going to put up numbers. Not going to win yeah, you the big game. Yeah, that he will. He's not. He's not going to win you the no. big game. That's just. That's just my opinion. You know. And how much are we going to continually, like, are we going to start as you know, start holding Dak accountable? You know, like, like I like right now, like, my coach Sirianni. Holds Jalen Hurts accountable for his interceptions, whether they're his fault or not. Sirianni's in his face, and we had that discussion a couple of weeks ago. How Russell Wilson was never held held accountable in Seattle, and Sirianni holds Jalen Hurts accountable for his mistakes. Is that happening in Dallas? You don't see it on the sideline. You don't. Is it being talked about in the room? No, I don't know. But when you see it on the sideline, you're like, oh shit. And Jalen Hurts is like, yeah, he yelled at me. I took it. I messed up. Like, he owns it. Not that Dak doesn't own it, but, you know, any good any good quarterback, when you have a short field, it's going to score points. It's it's inevitable. Like, it's it's going to happen. And the Dallas' mm-hmm. defense, the first three weeks of the season, we're looking like the 85 Bears. Came down to earth. But when you give a team a, a short field, they're, they're, he's going to score points. Now – when he's got to go 90 yards and then it's not against the one in 13 Texans, I don't think that can do it. Again, he has done it, but in a playoff game, I don't think he can do it. Well, you're saying he, he won't be able to do it consistently and when it matters most. Um, but to what you were originally saying, um, so your, your original comment, you started – what was it about again? About the, between the broadcasters and the fans, Parsons. I want to touch on that. About yeah, Micah uh, Parsons. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, Michael Parsons. I mean, look, great player, and he's a hell of a talent. And I, I think in this case, it's just he doesn't understand the whole perspective of the whole thing. And you, you absolutely touched on it correctly. You have certain broadcasters who you know we're biased towards a team i mean it happens all over the place i mean i'm not going to i'm not going to talk crap about them you have certain broadcasters who are biased for the dallas cowboys much like there are certain broadcasters biased for other teams around the league you have a fan base which you touched on where you said they are all over the place because they're they're all around the country all around the world the only what Michael Parsons doesn't understand is people 
go at Cowboys, um, the, the media goes after, like, some of the media people, they go after the Cowboys. Like, people go after, the like, the fan base. That's That's why they do it. It's because you have homers, and they're just so loud about it. And and I and I'm not trying to rip them when I say this, but you can be on top of Forbes list all you want for the most profitable franchise. You know, it, you can you can go out and try and hire the best free agent coach there is and sign your quarterback to these mega deals, but you haven't won. Other than the regular season stuff, I mean, like I don't I don't care about hearing what Dak's record is against the NFC East. It doesn't matter. See, and and that's why people go at the Cowboys. People pump them up for stuff they did thirty years ago, and you know that that's what it comes down to. And Skip Bayless, I I mean, I can't stand that guy. I can't stand him. And yet, I find myself still. I thought I unfollowed him on like Instagram. It seems like every day he's always. You know, posing with a new pair of stupid freaking sneakers saying, can't lose in these shoes. But you lose every day. You you lost a, ho- a co-host of your show because he wanted to knock you the fuck out. Because of your dumb takes, your blind faith, and because and you're a fanboy in the media when, I don't know when that became allowed. Like I thought that there was always this unwritten rule in broadcasting that you don't show a bias. I mean, it's not just Skip Bayless either. It's all over the place. Like it's it's everywhere. Like people are all around the country broadcast and show bias towards certain teams that they don't cover. You know, and it's just yeah. You you know who you know who I like. I like Orlovsky. He doesn't show bias, and he he's real. Like he's like if anybody Orlovsky, ever watched. You know, the thing that makes me laugh about Orlovsky is the only thing people ever have to say bad about him is because he ran out of the end zone. That's the only thing they can say bad about him. But this guy posts on social media all the time. He posts on X all the time, breaking down film. And I can sit and watch him break down film all day long. Like, I feel like I learn more watching him. There's a few people that I follow that I, I watch them break down film, and I'm like, wow, that's really awesome. And it always happens. Three comments down. Oh yeah, but Dan, did you ever did you ever not run out of an end zone? So what? The guy was in the NFL. You weren't right. And the guy and the guy and the guy tweeting it, sitting from his couch eating Cheetos and asking at this guy who played ten years in the NFL whether he was a backup or not. But you stepped out of the end zone. <laughs> Listen, I would love to have had the opportunity to step out of the end zone in the NFL. Anybody would have. I, I just wanted <laughs> to be on the sidelines and step on the grass. Right. Yeah, he definitely didn't do you know film I mean? when he was a quarterback. Orlovsky definitely didn't do film as a quarterback. But when he, <laughs> when he when he when he got into broadcasting, he became better. Like, you, you, listen, they always sit there and well, say, he, "Well, he, what he obviously what, he obviously didn't know where the sideline was." Yeah, that he no, didn't ahead, know. He didn't know what a he didn't know what a goalpost were. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. You you sit there like like I we sit there and say if you're. Like Charlie Manuel was a terrible baseball player, but he was a better coach. Dan Orlovsky, terrible football player, but was in the NFL, understood the game, and he's great at breaking down quarterbacks. That's what they get paid to do. 
Right. Like he, he's yeah, he's right. and and he doesn't show bias. And his wife's from Philly. <laughs> yeah, he married a Philly girl. Yeah. Yeah, so. but no, that, I mean that that's that's what I that's what I that's what I get when I when I talk about like the media and the fan base like with, with the Cowboys because and I understand Micah Parsons like he's he's taking it to heart because he thinks people are coming down on him. Well, it's plain and simple, dude. I mean, back in the day, the Dallas Cowboys when they were winning Super Bowls, you know, when they they first got into the whole free agency era and they were able to buy up all the, the top guys, you know, they they pulled a New York Yankees situation, you know, but it's it's a lot of the fan base and it's some broadcasters that just don't let you forget that. But then again, I, don't get mad when people come down on you because you haven't done shit in 30 years. Listen, I, I say it all the time. I wish the NFL, I wish the Eagles would have bought players in the nineties. They didn't. Now they are. Now they're they able didn't. to build these. Te- now they're able to build these teams. I don't fault the Cowboys franchise for doing what they did in the nineties. Good for them. Neither do I. They bought it was just, it was the system presented to them. Why? Why would you not? If you can sit there and not have cheap ownership, and Jerry Jones is like, "This is what I want to do to win championships." Cool. Exactly. My team didn't do it. We were never good enough. We had used to have blackout okay. games all the time. I, I, I just did. But now, like I sit there and say, the last time the Cowboys were relevant, Titanic was number one in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 27 it's years true. ago and like you know, they and you know it was you know they had a rough go around there before they had Romo they had Bledsoe at the end of his career they had really bad quarterbacks then they got Romo and I sit there and I say all the time I still think the Cowboys did Romo dirty like do you think maybe the Cowboys made a mistake and just not letting not keeping Romo I don't know I don't know. Like, See, I, I don't. Just... I don't think so. As much as I was a fan of Tony Romo, but I mean, I look at it this way, and I think this is where Jerry Jones and at the time the coaching staff looked at it. Also, Romo was older, and the <laughs> guy broke down a lot. He was he was that, hurt. He would get hurt a lot, and you had this you had this young kid. It's <laughs> everything. Um, but you had this young kid. I mean, you had this young kid and Dak Prescott, you know, and so you start him, see what happens, and he played well. He played really well. And he made he made it difficult for Jerry Jones to bring back uh Tony Romo. I mean, it, it just happens. It's it's like the changing of the guard. I mean, I can't fault them for for moving on from him. I mean, he was an off-injured quarterback. I just mm-hmm. figure. I feel like it's a good cut. Yeah. Yeah, and, and plus, like also think of this too. Dak, up until what, like two years ago, hardly really ever missed any games. He's been a pretty durable guy until he broke his ankle. Oh my God, Jacob. Jacob. I love you, Jacob. <laughs> and this, I love the fact that it's a Cowboys fan. I absolutely love it. The Cowboys was great when Will well, Smith had the number the number hit called "Summertime." Summertime. It, I, I know. That's it, funny as shit. Um, but I yeah, so I mean, it. no, I don't think that. 
Yeah, I don't I don't think they did Romo wrong. I think it was just one of those points where you had an older quarterback who's off injured. You had this new kid come in that you you, you drafted and he's playing well. And I mean, you hear it all the time. You're going to go with the hot hand, and it's just how it worked out. I mean, I don't think it was. I don't think they did him dirty at all. I think it was just how football goes. All right. I just yeah, I just feel like it, I feel like that was a good topic of conversation. Um. So now, yeah. Let's close out. I mean, show. I I'll always def. No problem. No, no. I think I think I think it was a good. I think it's a good. I think it's a good topic of conversation when you sit there. And you talk about other teams and, you know, like, you know, it's like, is it, is it karma that the Cowboys have been so bad? Not that they've been so bad, but like letting Romo go. Yeah, they I, still, I still think that 2016 team was built for Tony Romo to, to at least go to the Super Bowl and probably lose to what's his name? Tom Brady. Yeah. I think they would have beat Atlanta, but that's yeah, just, yeah, they, they, they probably would have. But no, that, that is always a good topic. I mean, that's a great topic of conversation for like a lot of teams and a lot of a lot of different, you know, around the league. But yeah, I mean, to me, it was just a football move. You know, it, it happens. I mean, these older guys, they don't stick with their teams at the end of their career. Like they'll go, I mean, look, Peyton Manning left the Colts. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that happens. Brady, Brady left New England and went on to win another Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. You know, I mean, it, it just happens. It's it's just the way the game is. Yeah. Um, so let's go with uh, let's go with this weekend's game: the Eagles playing the Commanders. Do you think it's going to be like it was last week, or late, the last time they played, where we went into overtime, they scored, you know, with no time left? That was a stress. No. Yeah. No, I I don't think that game. I don't think this game's going to do that. I think this is going to be a pretty clear not. Clear cut. Like I met last time I said it was a, a clear cut victory. They they lost to the Jets. Um I think it's gonna be it'll I think it'll be a, a good game. I think I think Washington, they they always seem to play us well. So I think this is gonna be a, a little a lot closer than people think it's gonna be. But I do see the Eagles winning this game. Um probably like and, man, they played us like we to, they played us like we owe them money. Or we owe them money. I mean, hey, Washington Washington plays the Eagles like you want to see all division rivals play each other, which is tough. They play them tough. So, and I mean, yeah, you sit there as an Eagles fan, you go, oh, God, you know, it's Washington. Come on. But it makes for good football. And that's what the NFL wants. And that's what the NFL gets when the Eagles and Washington commanders play. So, you know, I I do see the Eagles putting up at least over 30 on them. But I also have a feeling it'd be like a thirty-one to you know twenty-one, twenty-four game for the Eagles. Okay, I can. It's pretty good. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your face is great. You're sitting here. You're, you're looking like uh, like Walter from uh, Jeff Dunham. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people suck. <laughs> Uh, so let's see where wow. we're at. So, <laughs> so week one, we both had the Eagles. Week two, we both had Minnesota. Week three, we both had Tampa Bay. Week four, we both had the Eagles. Week five, I had the Eagles. You had the Rams. Mm-hmm. So hold on. Week six, you had the Eagles. I had the Jets. I'm going. 
<laughs> I'm so glad I keep these notes because I did not remember. And then this week we both have the Eagles. Yeah, I'm glad you keep these yeah. notes also because I don't keep notes. And I like when you read them back and I sit there now, I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> like, well, why did, I, why did I say what I said? <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Then then I yeah, remember that's why I, I, that's why I count motorcycle parts. Because, yeah, because like, well, come on. I knew when we did this May 18th that Zach Wilson was going to beat the Jet Eagles. I knew it. Don't ever question me. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Same way I knew four plays in that Aaron Rodgers' NFL career with the Jets, he was going to pop his Achilles on national television. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Um, that but, was disgusting. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes we sit there, we we write a script, and sometimes we go a little off. But you know, all good, nothing nothing bad this time. Um, but uh, yeah. With that being said, I don't know. Woo! That's a hell of a. That's a statement. Jesus Christ! I wish you were right. Could you imagine uh, that? Yeah. I would be drinking all the time. I like this one too. Yeah, McNabb did. McNabb was pretty much. He, listen, McNabb's career first. Like I sit there and I tell Cowboys fans all the time, McNabb's first eleven games against the Cowboys, he was nine and two. Yeah, it's nothing because he didn't win a Super Bowl. I don't care what his record was. He didn't get me the game that I needed. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, no, I, I, I say that to people all the time. Player. Yeah, I say that to people all the time. I'm like, I don't care what someone's record was in, in the regular season versus their division or their conference. If you don't have a Super Bowl, it doesn't mean anything. All it does oh, is you. pad your stats. For, all it does is pad your stats for a Hall of Fame consideration. And even then, yeah. if you don't have a Super Bowl nowadays, you, you – I mean, this isn't, this isn't like back in the day when guys like Jim Kelly could get in because he took his team to four Super Bowls. And and lost. I mean, like, Every I mean, that, that's literally. One. What's that? Every single one. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, honestly, though, that's that's how you should vote for Hall of Fame. If if you ask me, it's it's your accomplishment. It's it's all your accomplishments, and not just championships. I don't think he is. I don't think McNabb's a Hall of Famer. And See, I'll tell you why. And that, I'll, I'll, go ahead. I'll tell I'll tell you why. And you're going to laugh at me, but there are two quarterbacks who have better stats than him. One has played in a Super Bowl. One has won a Super Bowl. The one who won a Super Bowl also won two FC Championship games. The one quarterback who has better stats than him, which is crazy, and you're going to have to look it up. Is Kerry Collins? Kerry Collins took. No, he didn't play in the NFC Championship game. He took his. Team. No, yeah, he did. He went to the Super Bowl with he did. the Giants. He did. So he's been in two. Yes, he did. So I forgot two. about that. And the other quarterback. Yeah, and listen, you're gonna laugh. Like, and you're gonna laugh at me. And I know this because he was my favorite player growing up. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe's got two AFC Championship game victories. He took his team to two Super Bowls. And if you remember, in 2002, Brady got hurt, and 
uh, Bledsoe came in and played the entire game against the Steelers and mm-hmm. led his team to the Super Bowl. And then Brady played in the Super Bowl. Those two guys have better stats and they have better winning percentages than, than uh, Donovan McNabb. It's crazy. It's crazy when you think about it because those are two names that you would never, ever, ever think would have better stats than McNabb. McNabb was a great quarterback. But it's crazy that those two players have better stats than him, and they were successful. That's how I'm going to end my right. spiel. You go. You you, you give me your McNabb. <laughs> my, mine, mine is literally the – is it's very plain and simple. He's when you you look at his when you look at his career, greatest quarterback in Eagles history during the most successful era in Eagles history, and they did go to four straight NFC Championship games. Now, granted, he did not win any, or I'm sorry, well, I mean, he did go to one. He he did win one, but he was that generation's Jim Kelly. Just he didn't get to as many Super Bowls, and their personal statistics are comparable, along with one major stat: goose egg in the Super Bowl department. So, I think that so, puts him. I think that puts him borderline. I'm not saying yes, Hall of Famer, but when you can compare him to Jim Kelly. And when everything comes down to Super Bowls that Jim Kelly does not have, I mean, no other team besides, well, no other team did that many, what, until Brady came around? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to hit you with it. I'm going to hit you with a checkmate real quick on why I think McNabb's better than Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly's a great quarterback. He had Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid, and James Lofton. Mm-hmm. Thurman Thomas was can't, a ridiculous all was an all around back, yeah. but that's mm-hmm. just you know. I'm like, but again, it's a different error. So, yeah, listen, everybody's got their own opinion. You think McNabb should be in the Hall of Fame? You know, there's, yeah, there's I, I think why, I think there's re, there's reasons I think why there's strong consideration. It. Yeah, I think there should be strong consideration for it. Um, I'm not I'm not saying yes or no. I just think that there should be some very strong consideration for Donovan McNabb. Yeah, listen, no one's going to be shocked if he gets in. Let's go with that. No one's going to be like, I can't believe that guy If he gets in, dude, you know, for years I said Eric Lindros is a Hall of Fame hockey player, and people would rip into me saying, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. You know, he has all this controversy, and, and, you know, he was often injured, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, he's a Hall of Fame player. He averaged a point a game. Yeah. do you know how hard to do yeah. that is in the NHL? <laughs> and that that's really oh. difficult. And then when and then when Eric Lindros finally made it to the Hall of Fame, some of these same people told me, "Oh, well, he shouldn't be there, bro." The NHL voted him in. Don't don't tell me he shouldn't be there when his peers vote him in, or the peers of any player vote them into their respected Hall of Fame. They're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. No, so you're on. If you know, you're one hundred percent right. If if McNabb gets ever gets voted into the Hall of Fame, I I would me I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. No. Again, I I will all I will ever tell people is it's strong. It should be a strong consideration for him to be in. Yeah, no, you're right. I I agree. 
All right. Well, I guess All right. we'll here's, a good, here's, a, here's a good one, though. Look at this one. No. See, I don't think so either. No. And I mean, even though he did win a World Series and he did win an MVP, I don't nope. he, I don't think he's a Hall he, of Famer. No, nope. he is not a Hall of Famer due to the fact that the Phillies held him back because of Jim Tomei, and it's I'm okay with it. They had to put seats in they had to put seats in the new stadium to so sign Jim Tomei. And then you yeah. rush him back from no, the Phillies injury. I'm okay with it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we, we got the best years of the guy's career, and we saw some fun baseball during his time, and that's all I can. That's all I care about. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. It was a good. Uh, it was a good conversation tonight. We had a uh, different different topics. I like it. So we're gonna end with our. You know what? We're gonna end with this one. Nope, going back the other way. What? Are you going backwards? Just score! Nah, I'm gonna run out the quarter. I'm not playing now. My controller's down. Seems like your controller's been down the whole time. Who's Varus? You gotta switch off Varus. Get it to Ronnie Lott. Pretty much anyone but Varus. Oh no, I'm all the way back here now. I'm in my own end zone. What am I doing? Too bad I'm not Bo Jackson. Oh, wait, I am! Ridiculous. Oh yeah. Here you go, Quagmire. You're about to tackle me. But then... Damn it! Less than a minute. Shut up, Joe! He's gonna do it. He might do this. I don't know. A lot of football still to be played here. I'm hitting reset. Don't you dare hit reset. You hit reset, you're banned for life. I hate this. Joe, do you want to play? Yeah, I like being this guy. A zig. A zag. A touchdown!